Good day. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to I Took a Right Turn with Rosalie and Robert, Robert Owens. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I don't know where you are today or what time of day it is, but I know right here, right now, the wind is blowing and it's a bit cold outside. It and, is. And we're just, just <laughs> short of a week away from Indian summer. Oh, Indian summer. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Indian summer. I was going to say the election. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's coming, too. You know. Indian summer. Yes. Robert has predicted Indian, Indian summer. summer. Indian summer. Like, Indian summer. That's because, you know, the snow hits so soon, and we didn't have things done outside. And we need to get things done outside. We've got things to do outside, but instead, we're in here talking to you. <laughs> that's right. Because it's just so much more fun. Right. And today, we're going to, um, as we said before, um, we have shied away from politics on this program, we don't shy away from politics any other time, any other place. Just here, just for you. <laughs> but, uh, but today we're gonna jump right in the waters again and talk about the most pro-life president that America has had. Numero uno, El Supremo. That would be our current sitting president, Donald J. Trump. Amen, amen. You know, and those of us who, who believe in the sanctity of life have looked for this for a long, long time. Now, the other thing I just want to say before we really jump into all of the thickness of this is many people will say, oh, there they go. There's those one-issue voters. If they're not pro-life, they won't vote for them. Well, we're really not one-issue voters, but this is a fundamental issue, a fundamental right. Right, and we, we have many issues, you know. we. We believe in the rights given to us and guaranteed. They're given to us by God and guaranteed by the Constitution. You know, but the right to life is, is fundamental. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What comes first? Life. If you don't have life, you have nothing. And when does that life start, Robert? Life starts at conception. And this is not a religious thought. This is not a religious belief. This is biology. It's not moral what? either, is it? N no, what? Moral. Moral? Not morally. No, yeah. it's not a moral choice or anything. Right. It's, you know, it is uh, not ethics. It's biology. When a, an egg is impregnated, it begins to divide. It's alive. The spark of life is there. And a newly uh, impregnated egg carries a unique genetic code. It's different than the mother's. It's different than the father's. It is the genetic code for an individual, unique human being. You know, God said in Genesis, let everything produce after its own kind. Human beings don't have baby ducks. You know, they don't have baby uh, dogs or cats or anything like this. You know, they have baby humans. And so when that cell starts to divide, that is a, an embryonic human being right there. And, and we personally believe that life, therefore, begins at conception. Amen. I, I absolutely agree. And, um, but then we could also get into the Fourth Amendment. Well, the Fourth the Amendment. Right, what, and that is a right to privacy. Ah. Is that the right to privacy? Well, no. The, the right to privacy is what Roe versus Wade, the decision in the Roe versus Wade, which made abortion legal across the United States was based on a ruling 
of the Supreme Court, and they used the Fourth Amendment and said that the Fourth Amendment gives an inherent constitutional right to privacy, and the right to privacy includes the right to have an abortion. Now, if you read the Fourth Amendment, it never mentions the word privacy. It's about illegal searches and seizures. And it was written because before the revolution, the British used to break into houses and, and search people and seize things with no warrants, no uh, judge had approved it, nothing. They just did it. And so we wanted a right that said our, we, were, we were inviolate in our personal property. And it's about personal property. And it's about being arrested, you know, without a warrant and things like that. But the Supreme Court stretched it and said there's a right to privacy, and that's how abortion became legal, 1973. Too bad that well, it never became legal. It's always tough to reverse that sort of thing. President Trump has um, made massive efforts uh, uh, to support the pro-life community. And um, one of those is end in funding of groups that perform and promote abortion overseas. This I thought was interesting, that he's talking about the overseas part of it. That right after his inauguration, one of President Trump's first actions reinstated the Mexico City policy. Well, that is a prohibiting any non-governmental organization that receives U.S. aid. Now that's the key right there. That's the Even key. though it's overseas, they're getting U.S. aid. And, and the reason it's important is that international organizations, the U.N. and all those type things, are supported mainly by American money. I mean, if you look at it, the vast majority of support for all these international organizations comes from the United States. And this is American taxpayer money. And it's being used in many ways to promote abortion and pay for abortions overseas. Yes, which it does here too. Right. Our taxpayer money, and I don't get, yes. Well, well that always frustrates me. Right. Uh, that we're going to talk about that in a minute. Another thing that he did was appoint pro-life judges. He promised to do that. It's one of the many promises that he has uh, kept. As a matter of fact, he has appointed more federal judges in his first term than any other sitting, any other president we've ever had, including three Supreme Court justices. Yes, and the current one, Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah. 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 And another was he signed a resolution that allows states to end Planned Parenthood's family planning funding. You know, uh, states had been required as part of Medicaid and Medicare and things like that to, to give funds to Planned Parenthood supposedly for family planning. And this family planning ended up being abortion. Included That's family abortion. planning. Yeah, yeah right. right. He also defunded the Pro-Abortion United Nation Population Fund. Right. You know, once again, they were trying to use abortion as for population control, which is, if you look at the founding of Planned Parenthood by Margaret Sanger, it was all about population control. Oh, it was all about eugenics. that. Eugenics. Yeah, making it up the perfect race. Right. Yeah. Matter yeah. a thousand black Babies are aborted a day in the United States. Yeah. Matter of fact, in New York City today, more black children are aborted than are born alive. Another, he required health insurance companies to reveal if their plans 
cover abortion. So, you know, you don't want to buy a health care plan that part of the money is going to pay for abortions. If you don't want your money to go for abortions, it's good to know that. Then I also put together new rules regarding HHS contraceptive mandate and HHS health and human services. So, uh, so he helped to put together, or he had a, I think he formed a committee or um, with the Department of uh, Health and Human Services, the Treasury, and the label, labor, label, labor. <laughs> they issued two rules providing protection for both religious objectors, such as the Little Sisters of the Poor, and moral objectors, such as pro-life organizers from the HHS contraceptive mandate to provide insurance that pays for contraceptives or abortifacants drugs. He also uh, put up a new office for conscious protection at uh, HHS so that people can be protected so they're not forced to pay for abortions. And established, which we mentioned a bit ago, but he established that abortion is not family planning. Before President Trump, Title X, the federal grant program that provides funding for family planning services provided vast amounts of money to the abortion mills of America. And he also ended taxpayer-funded uh, research using the bodies of aborted babies, which was being done before this time. What about the parts? Yeah, can't use the parts either, you know. And that was, you know, exposed a while ago that Planned Parenthood was selling baby parts and baby bodies to be used, you know, in research and other things. And he clarified abortion is not a civil right, hmm. which uh, was a big step. Um, his administration eliminated both gender identity, termination of pregnancy, and abortion from the federal government's official definition of sex discrimination. And he became the first president to appear in person and address the uh, March for Life, which happens every year in January and is one of the largest uh, gatherings of people in the United States every year. It's never covered in the media, but there's always tens and tens of thousands of people who flock to Washington for this. And former presidents had sent messages or taped speeches, or videos like that, yeah. or things. He was the first one to ever appear in person. Which I happen to think is a big deal. Yes. <laughs> so... And he also encouraged the supporters who were there do at, at the march, let him know that, that he was proud of them and he stands with them. And just his presence actually said that. Uh, he signed an executive order protecting infants born alive. Oh man, this really gets in, almost makes me sick to my stomach. But um, it, I'm just going to quote him because he announced this at the Catholic prayer meeting in September. Today I'm announcing that I will be signing the Born Alive Executive Order to ensure that all precious babies born alive, no matter their circumstances, receive the medical care that they deserve. This is our sacrosanct moral duty. We are also increasing federal funding for the neonatal research to ensure that every child has the very best chance to thrive and to grow. You know, and it's interesting to know that, like in New York, they passed a law that said that Babies born, you know, that went through an abortion and still lived could be killed yeah. and that it was legal. Makes and when that sense. passed in the New York State Senate, the the senator stood up and gave a standing 
ovation for that. And, you know, it's legal in Virginia and several other states. This is infanticide. You're killing human children. You know, it's like, uh, it's terrible. It's just absolutely terrible murder. And uh, he, he has come out against it and actually signed an executive order, order protecting these infants. You know, so we wanted to just cover a few things. This is just scratching the surface. America's for greatest pro-life president. And as Rosalie started out saying, we kind of shy away. We want to shy away from politics in this podcast. And we try never, as when we were pastors, we never wanted to tell people how to vote. But as we always counseled in those days, and we still counsel, vote your conscience. If you believe that abortion is infanticide, is, is murder, how could you possibly vote for someone who endorses it? And I don't really think that it's politics we're talking about. We're talking no. about life. Right. Yeah. A right to life. You talk about a right to life. And uh, this is one thing we, we just felt we had to say in this period of time and all this tumult and indecision going on in the country. Vote your conscience. Let your conscience be your guide and let God be the former of your conscience. And uh, so we want to thank you for tuning in and listening to us today. And we want to remind you, we've got some very interesting podcasts coming up, uh, a few interviews with former FBI agents, and we might be bringing other people in to interview. And, of course, we'll be covering other subjects that we hope you'll find interesting. And we want to thank you very much for tuning in to I Took a Right Turn with Robert and Rosalind. All right. Have a great day.